The younger ones are invited to Children's Chapel where you can pick them up downstairs after the service in room 114. We continue in the Gospel according to Luke. Last week, the week before that, we were in chapter 18, and now we're in chapter 19, and this is what happens. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. Gracious and loving God, you hear us before we even begin to pray. You know us more than we could know ourselves. You call us into a life that we don't think possible. And yet here we are in this place, seeking to follow, to understand, to grow in our faith, not only as disciples, but as people. Give us a word today that as we leave this place, we might do so a changed Amen. Zacchaeus. That's really all I have to say, right? Zacchaeus. And you know, if you've been in earshot of a church at any point in your whole life, you know that when you hear the name Zacchaeus, we're talking about the guy who climbed the sycamore tree in order to see Jesus. We love this story. Not just because of the fun image of this man who climbs this tree in front of everyone else and, and the, 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 the playfulness of that, but because Jesus took notice of it. It reminds us that God notices us, that Jesus sees us even when no one else does. It's a powerful part of the story. And yet there's so much more to it to that. Even, in fact, the point of the story is not just that God notices us, but what happens to us when we realize we've been noticed. And that's the part I want to focus on today. Not so much on what happened in the tree, but what happened in his home when Jesus went to meet with him. 
Something happened there. Something powerful. But before we get to that, I want to take a minute to remind us exactly who we are dealing with here. Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector in that region of the Roman Empire. In other words, he worked for the occupying nation, the enemy. He also had a big staff of people and oversaw, supervised numerous other tax collectors in order to cover the entire, entire geography of what he was responsible for. And, and this is basically how it worked. They were required to return to, to, to give to the government a fixed portion of what they take in. And then everything else on top of that, they were allowed to keep. In other words, the model itself motivated abuse. So Zacchaeus was part of a corrupt business. And he made good money at it. Luke makes sure to point that out. That his wealth came by working for the occupying nation at the expense of his own people. And they despised him for it. He was a traitor. You might say he was one of the most hated men in all of Jericho. The mere mention of his name caused people to sneer. Now I want you to think about that for a minute. Yes, he might have been wealthy, but is that worth being an outcast? He had no people, no family that we're aware of. No one, not one person. It must have been a very lonely and depressing existence. And then one day, along comes Jesus. And perhaps for the very first time, actually sees Zacchaeus as a whole person actually pays attention to him, actually wants to spend time with him, go to his house and have a conversation, even with all of the crowds complaining against that. They didn't like that at all. And yet, in that conversation, something happened, something powerful. I wonder what they talked about. Maybe they talked about nothing at all. Maybe Jesus just went over there and said, hey, you know, tell me about the last time you went fishing. Or maybe he said something like, well, let's, what's the latest gossip in the halls of the Roman Empire, the Roman government? I don't think so, but maybe it's possible. Or maybe he went in there and brought the hammer down. You know, marched right in there and thumped Zacchaeus on the forehead and said to him, Now look, these are your people out here. And so here's how it's going to go down. We're going to march right back out there and you are going to tell them that I'm going to give, that you're going to give away half of what you bring in and then when you wrong somebody, you're going to pay them four times that amount. You're going to do that. And we're going to make it look like it was your idea. And you're going to like it. Maybe that's what happened. Or maybe... Maybe they prayed together. 
maybe they prayed the most powerful kind of prayer. Kind of prayer where things actually change. Kind of prayer that moved Zacchaeus so deeply that he began to see the world and people around him in a completely different way. Maybe that's it. We don't know. We barely know that they were in the house. Just all of a sudden, they, he came out of the house. He was talking about the house. They'd somehow gotten there. We don't know what happened. All I can tell you is that whatever it was, whatever transpired between the two of them resulted in Zacchaeus walking out a more generous person than the one who walked in. Something dislodged in his heart. And it has to do with gratitude. The reason I know that is because whenever you see generosity being played out in the world, whenever you see it happening, you can also know that gratitude is somewhere lurking in the background because there is a connection between gratitude and generosity. They're linked. Zacchaeus became grateful. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been through a period in your life, no matter how long or short, where you feel like, you feel like no one is listening? Like no one is paying attention to you? Like, like no one cares what you think or have to say? Have you ever experienced even a moment like that? You know how that feels? What do you think would change if all of a sudden someone came into the picture and they really did listen? They really did notice you. They actually paid attention for real. How would you feel then? Well, I don't know about you, but I would feel grateful in the deepest sense of the word as if a weight had been lifted off of my soul. Feel grateful. And then, and then the next thing I would want to do is because of this deep gratitude, it can be so strong. The next thing you want to do is make sure that other people have the chance to know what that feels like, to know what being grateful feels like, because when gratitude finds its legs, it turns into generosity. That is the connection. That is the link. As one preacher puts it, when Christ takes up residence in our life, we automatically become generous. It's as if somehow he finds a way of loosening the grip we have on our wallet and our time and our relationships. As giving becomes an opportunity, not a requirement. It's like a switch. All of a sudden gets flipped. And we realize that giving is 
not about what we get in return. It's not about measurable outcomes. It's about the joy we have in simply having this life we've been given in Jesus Christ in the first place. The more grateful we feel, the more generous we become. It's that simple. You want to know what I really think happened, what I really think they talked about? I think Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house and sat down with him and he asked him two simple questions or something like them. I think he sat down and he looked at him and he asked him the first question, looked at him and he said, tell me, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? And then after listening to whatever answer Zacchaeus came up with and what he's grateful for, sat down again with him and looked at him one more time with the kind of look that only Jesus has, you know, and that kind of look, the, the piercing kind of look that both challenges us and loves us all at the same time, looked at him in that way and asked him the second question, what are you going to do about it? What are you grateful for? And what are you going to do about it? Henry Nouwen once said that gratitude makes the claim that life, everything that we have in life, life itself is a gift. It's a gift. That all we are has been given to us as a gift of love and should be, should be celebrated, should be shared. What Zacchaeus learned in that conversation, whatever went on, is that gratitude and generosity run hand in hand, that the more grateful we feel, the more generous we become. What are you? grateful for what are you going to do about it tucked inside your bulletin is a card a yellow card everyone should have one if you don't have one raise your hand and an usher hopefully will come along and there you go raise your hand if you need one I want you to pull out that card. On that card, there's simply a simple statement. I am grateful to this church because, and you fill out the rest. And we're going to take these next few moments, and I want you to write about your gratitude, just a sentence. And then when you're finished, I want to, as the choir sings, they'll, they'll sing throughout this time, I'll ask you to come forward and place that card on the table down front or for the balcony people, we have bowls at the, at the doors. You can place them in the bowl up there. As a show and a sign of our gratitude for the ministry that we share together, the life we share together, that's, that's all that this is about. So as we do that, as the music fills this space, as you write down one of the many things that you are grateful to this church and to God for, 
May you rediscover where your generosity comes from.